0: If you were at the board of directors meeting last Tuesday, you will find this a bit familiar because I shared these thoughts first there, but for the rest of you, it will be all new material, right? You may remember that when King David's son, Solomon finally ascended the throne, God came to him one night and invited him to ask for anything that he wished. Whoa. What would you do with such a blank check? Yeah, the checkbook is out with pen in his hand. God asked, how much shall I write this for? Yeah, God wasn't bluffing or teasing Solomon. He was serious. Ask me for whatever you want. I'm in a generous mood tonight, so go ask big. Well, of course, you know that Solomon asked for wisdom You know, as a young and new ruler over this vast kingdom, it was overwhelming to consider how in the world was he ever going to know what to do and how to do it. So, without any hesitation, Solomon replied, Wisdom! I need wisdom. That answer in itself was pretty wise, and God wrote the check. You will have exactly what you've asked for and more, not... No one will ever have been, have the depth or the breadth of understanding that I will give to you. And then God kept writing a bigger and bigger amount on the check. And because you have asked for wisdom instead of the death of your enemies or long life and riches, I'm going to grant you all these too. And in the next chapter, 1 Kings chapter 4, it describes the gift of wisdom that God gave. It says, and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure, and the breadth of mind like the sand on the seashore, so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all other men. Oh yeah, wiser than Ethan the Ezrahite, and Heman and Calco and Darda, the sons of Mohol and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He also spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. He spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and of birds and of reptiles and fish. And people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom." Wow. We're talking biology and chemistry, physics, mathematics, political theory, theology. This was the most well-rounded geniuses of all times. And he also had street smarts. You might remember the time that two women who lived in the same house came looking for justice. Each had a newborn at the same time, but one child died in the middle of the night and one mother was being accused of switching the babies and claiming the live baby was her own. Round and round these two women fought, it's mine, it's mine. But how could the real mother ever be known? Solomon asked for a sword and then he commanded that the child be chopped in two and each mother receive a piece of what was claimed as their own. Risky, but effective. The real mother would rather grieve the loss of her son and give him away and so see him live. The pretender was exposed as she egged on the sword strike and taunted the true weeping mother that neither of them shall have this child oh man and this was just one of the examples of wisdom that created his worldwide reputation the reason that i rehearse solomon's story and hear again of his great gift of wisdom is that it has always troubled me that As wise and learned that Solomon was, he had a very sad and tragic end to his life—a tragic ending that one might have suspected that his great wisdom would have helped him to avoid. But as with all tragic heroes, it is their strength that brings them down in the end. A tragic hero, by definition, has a tragic flaw. But unlike the characters in Greek mythology, or even Shakespeare's plays, Solomon was a real man in history, a real human being with whom God spoke and had invited to request, make a request, of anything he wanted, and it was given. But even with his vast knowledge and skill in using that information, Solomon's heart did not remain true to the living God who had granted him his request. And here we learn that there is a difference between having God's gifts and having God. Having God in your heart. Every skill, every talent, all knowledge and wisdom that you have is a gift from God. And these gifts are given in varying degrees to all people. Believers, non-believers alike, everyone has skills and abilities, knowledge and wisdom to some degree. And we look at the very accomplished people and we often covet their abilities. But even if you were the smartest, fastest, wealthiest, most talented person on the earth like Solomon, these abilities are only gifts and not the gift giver. And in the end, you don't get to keep the gifts. Minds fail. Great minds even fail. Bodies, the strongest, they wear out. Eyesight, hearing, thinking, reasoning, all have their best before date. And then it's just, it's just you, and a rather pathetic you. And unless you are with him, the one who gives the gifts. Unless you are with him, there is nothing but you and a greater and greater failing you. We idolize the gifts, we covet the gifts, we pursue the gifts, but they are not ours to keep. He is, though, the gift giver. Yes, he's promised you, I will never leave you or forsake you. I have loved you with an everlasting love you are my treasured possession solomon thought that he knew better though but even the most simple person whose iq is well below average can know that what really matters is him the lord of heaven and earth the maker of all things the redeemer the Father in heaven whose Son Jesus has redeemed us, who sent the Spirit, three persons, one God. I must have Him. I will pursue Him. I long for Him. From the simplest to the wisest, may that be our prayer. See, the answer to Solomon's folly, his tragic flaw, isn't to reject the gifts of wisdom or wealth or any other gift. No gifts are from God and the proper response is thanksgiving and generosity. No faith sees the gifts for what they are. Resources from God to serve others. Faith Your faith that you have been given right now trusts in the Lord. You believe that His only Son, Jesus, is your hope, your treasure, your wisdom, your everything, and the one that you cannot live without. Faith believes His word of forgiveness and trusts in Him even when all other gifts fail and fade. Well, If you'd like to read more, just check out 1 Kings for yourself. I look forward to seeing you all this weekend in Bible study and worship. And be sure to keep Pastor Mike and his wife Diane and all the whole group that's in the Holy Land right now. Keep them in your prayers.